fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! has the Baby. football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. <laughs> and guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. We still okay. hit. It still tried to replay. It did still try to replay. That's yeah. on me. One, one. It was like one beat. It was one beat. Bam. I got, I got taken aback by Aaron's welcome back. Like it was intense. That was a strong welcome back, Aaron. It was a strong welcome back. Well, I'm a little upset. That's okay. We don't need mad to talk about hell. that. We'll put that off until hour two, or hour two, whenever. <sighs> so I don't know if I can wait till hour two. I am Aaron Smith. This is Pardon the Punctuation. Joined as always by Ed Mayhall, self-proclaimed best producer in the city, and Jeff Howell. And if you haven't already, please go vote for us on citybeats.com. Um, I think that's all it is, right, Ed? Uh, yes, I tweeted the link earlier tonight. Um, so so uh, we, we have been the number three best sports coverage in Cincinnati for three three years running. And this would be the fourth year in a row. Should we land top three again? Um, the only people who've really beat us have been seven seven hundred and and Fox Sports Ohio. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we're doing okay. See <laughs> yeah. how we got uh Dan Horde on the show. Uh that is actually how we got Dan Horde on the show, correct. Um it was kind of a well, since you're number two and we're number three, you wanna you wanna do us do us a solid? <laughs> you said we weren't allowed to beat him. Come, come slum come slum down with uh with number three <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but let's let's get into it, fellas. Sunday was a day for Cincinnati, as the Bengal or Saturday Saturday. Saturday, you know, we're doing weird playoff shit. Um, but the Bengals have won not just the first round in thirty-one years, but have also now won their first ever playoff away game and Joe Burrow effect. I mean, when, when winning one is the standard, we've now exceeded the standard and let's go back. Let's let's, before we even get into the game, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I want to address it again because this team was not supposed to win more than three or four games by all national pundits. I think the highest that I had seen by anybody like, out there was like six and that was you know like if everything goes right for the Bengals this year six is the ceiling and suck so, it <laughs> <laughs> so so we finished at what, 11 and 6 I think it was right yes why is it still going good lord or was it 10 and stop 10 and 7 11 and 6 whatever it was it might have been 10 and 7 I don't remember anymore I don't either, and I'm busy pulling up. And, up. It, it was ten and seven. Ten and seven. All right, so we we, we exceeded. Really, 
I mean, I don't really count the Browns game at the end of the year. I don't know that anybody really does. I mean, that that was kind of a get right game as far yeah. as like like sit out and and stay stay healthy, get it healthy. A, like it was, a throw, it was a throwaway add in game that the NFL was like, yeah, we're gonna play seventeen this year. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know how. Hey, Clay, suck it. it. We didn't need it because we we took care of business uh, in Week sixteen against the Chiefs and. But we need to do. But I mean, for for this team to go and win 10 games as they did and to win in the first round and then in the second round, like, I don't know that we necessarily won overwhelmingly in either game as both games have now been in the final seconds, legitimately, uh, with the interception by Pratt at the end zone and the leg of Shooter McPherson and <laughs> all of a sudden, like we're playing for the AFC championship. How crazy is to say that? Suck it. Like, what is going on? It's uh, the game. So, I don't know. I, I, of course, we'll talk about the game, but I want to know just how you're feeling right now. Like, because I, d- I do want to let you know. Nervous. That- Chad talked about it last night on the BBP that Cincinnati is 2-0 and all-time in the AFC Championship. I don't know if you knew that. They are. Um, so there is that little statistic. 88 and 81? Uh, Something like that. 80, 88 and 89, back-to-back, wasn't it? Was it? Okay. I don't know. I mean, I know both of them were to get them into the Super Bowl against the 49ers, whatever years they were. But, I mean... This this team is doing things that they've never ever ever done before, and they're hey. doing it behind Joe Burrow. But it's not just Joe Burrow because while Joe Burrow and I, looking at the stats after the fact, Joe Burrow with three hundred and forty eight yards passing in that game, I still have no idea where the hell he came up with three hundred and forty eight yards as he was on his back for a good. Two thirds of the snaps, nine sacks, uh, set a playoff. Well, tied a playoff record with nine sacks. Um, so the 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 Titans definitely exposed the Bengals' biggest weakness. But again, before we get into the the, the nuts and bolts of the game, how are you feeling, Ed and Jeff, about just where this team is and what they've accomplished thus far? Hey, excitement, man! Uh, like watching that game on Sunday. Um, hearing on Friday, like I'm listening to uh, Highway XM on XM Radio, and just the the people who the, the the broadcasters in that show saying how many Bengals fans were already in the city on Friday morning, that sounded crazy. Seeing the caravans of people going down there Saturday morning, um, and then just watching the game on TV, never being down, always leading, got that little uh that little Cincinnati nervous going on when they tied it up and started marching down the field. Um, but, you know, Shooter McPherson with the 54 and the 52 yarder. I know I said it earlier this year that I'm worried about his leg, you know, with being a rookie and, you know, kind of like you worry about a pitcher throwing too many pitches. And He had never kicked in cold weather before this year. I mean, we'll talk about what he said before he went out there in a little bit. But, <laughs> I mean, just... I, I sat there on the mon- on the side of my cat, like 
on the edge of my couch. You see all these, I don't, you guys, I'm sure you guys have all watched them, the, the reaction videos where everybody is basically huddled down, like on hands on their knees, just staring at the TV, just waiting for the ball to go through the uprights. And dude, it just hit, it hit me again, just like it hit when we beat in, in the first playoff game. When it was just all of a sudden, it's like, I've never felt this before for the Bengals. I've never felt this before. How do, how am I supposed to react? How am I supposed to, like, it's almost, you know, almost to the verge of tears. And I don't know, man, it was exciting. It was a great game. Um, I, I still in shock, still in shock, nervous for next week, but why not us? You done. And, and yeah. Jeff, now, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn, Jeff. I mean, Ed hit a lot of good points there. Um, Thank you. Right when the game ended, uh, my one of my brother-in-laws sent me a text message and said, uh, "I don't know how to act. What 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 do we do now? Because the last do we time like that fireworks, this, like the, exactly, do I, do I go outside? Do I need to set like a bonfire? I don't I don't have like an extra car I can flip over or anything in my street. I don't know. Like I'm I'm not I'm not uh, okay. Facebook user, boo." Uh, we're we're here we're here for the the ride and sure. wherever it takes us. Um, but so he sends that message and I'm like I started thinking about it, I'm like well I was I was three the last time that they were in the AFC Championship game. So, hey, si- side note to the Facebook users, um, we do appreciate the comments, uh, but they only come in as Facebook users. So if you do want us to know who it is that's uh, saying the comment, um, and kind of feature you as you, um, subscribe to us on YouTube and we can. Uh, drop you in when you're making your comments but go on jeff i'm sorry no you're good uh so it's, it's one of those situations where like you know i i never i haven't been getting to that point where i feel like you know the other shoe is gonna drop whatever like we've been talking about as, as the season's been kind of going on um i was confident and then you got a guy like eli apple stepping up making a great play on the ball and and then Logan Wilson picks it off, and then you're like, "All right, well, we we don't have to get real far for Shooter McPherson to get in range." And my eight year old's like, hey, "Ain't no way he's gonna miss." I'm like, right? Exactly. I I love the attitude. He certainly didn't get any Jeff missed. You know what I mean? I've been <laughs> around for a while. You know, you know, get the reference. Um, so you've got that. But then, you, like you had a lot of guys stepping up throughout the game. You know, you had like uh, Clay Johnston, who I didn't know who that was um, until he grabbed Derrick Henry by the toenails and pulled him down when he was trying to convert the two point conversion. Uh, yeah, and then you got Eli Apple, who's been playing well all year. Logan Wilson, who comes back from like we thought maybe a few weeks ago he might be done for the season. Right, that shoulder injury that he sustained on special teams. So like that's why I'm like. I'm not in on putting anybody Your back there. Starters like, in. Like, don't do that. Um, we've got some guys, like, you know, you got Chris Evans and and, uh, and Trent Taylor that can that can handle the returns. Let's just leave it at that. Um, so then, there, I mean, it was just this, like, boiling over of excitement. My one buddy who I've re- referred to, referenced before, we talk about, like, we text during uh, Bengals season, which is typically, like, we're done texting now until, like, you know, either something significant happens with 
uh, with the Reds or, you know, opening day starts. And then we kind of text a little bit during Reds. You don't do anything uh, with the draft or free agency or any I mean, of that? Some of that, like, like, some of that stuff pops up with those are like, you know, a couple of days. Like, hey, yeah, what do you think? Oh, well, you know, it, it's kind of like Ed um, giving like, yep, an A or a B and that's it. You know, like we don't really <laughs> necessarily break anything down when we're going back and forth on that uh, that day. Um, but like we're, we're still texting obviously now uh, all the way through and he's like, I'm crying. Like he's like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my living room watching, and I'm crying. And I was like, nope, uh, I get it. It's awesome. And th- this is the feeling that I love. I mean, it's all the way to the point they're talking about having a watch party at Paul Brown. I- I'll stay at home where it's warm and watch the game. <laughs> right. And, like they're talking about having a watch party down at Paul well, Brown stadium. So, so let me talk about my experience with the watch party at the Holy grail. Oh, yeah, because that was a sweet video you sent. It was all of, like, a half second long, Aaron. I sent the wrong video, man. I sent the, I sent the wrong video. I, I, I sent the right like video. Live, it was, like, a live photo. Yeah, you sent yeah it, no, that's like, totally what that was. I was really excited. I clicked it, and then it was like, yeah. I, sent the, I sent the right video afterwards. Anyway, <laughs> I looked at Michelle and said, what is this? What, what is this? I sent the wrong video. Anyway. It's okay. So, you're excited. So, yep. Well, so I, I went down there, and first off, there was a, a, a line around to get in like they hit capacity and you had to wait to get in so i stood in line and waited for i don't know 10 minutes or so finally get in as people are getting out and going to other bars around the the banks and i can see why because it was a it it was five deep to get to the bar Uh. everywhere and largely because you had groups of people waiting for their friends at the bar to get their drinks, to share amongst their friends, and then didn't move. Then they just stayed by the bar in the way and looked at you like you were a crazy person for wanting to get to the bar. So I'm by myself. Like I, I'm not even with anybody else. I'm literally just by myself. And I finally get to the bar to get a drink in the middle of the second quarter. My first drink in the middle of the second quarter. So, of course, what I... What time did you make it in the door? Did you get in before the game um, started? No, it wasn't before the game started, so in all fairness. Um, but still, it was not the end of the first quarter. It was maybe maybe halfway through the first quarter. I don't even think it was that, though. Um, so I finally get in, finally get a drink. So I, I lined up two cherry bombs and got a bucket of beer for myself. <laughs> Because I was not trying to wait in line to get back to the bar ever again. I mean, at least being there by yourself, like, you kind of have the advantage of, like, not having to worry about anybody else. Like, yeah. You just kind of, like, slide your way to the front. Like, you, yeah. see, like a, you, you see a hole, you got to hit it, you know? And That's then exactly it. To the bar, you're like, uh, give you're, me all the beers you have and just wheel a cooler out here. It's, like being, it's, cooler. it's like being in traffic where you're, like, making eye contact with somebody, like, can I, get, can I get in there? Can I, is, right. that, is that okay? Me, you slow down. Right. I, I need, I, can I, and thank God, like one of the, one of the bartenders sees me making this effort. And finally, like, I'm still too deep when I get called on, like, thank you. Thank you. Get, get on my way. So finally get in whatever. Um, But yeah. So in that instance, like, I feel like I pay almost as much for beer at Holy Grail as I do at the stadium. So I don't know. I mean, dress warm enough, and maybe you're actually getting a better viewing experience at Paul Brown Stadium than at the Holy Grail. That's not a knock on Holy Grail. That's just how busy they were. Like they're not—they're not doing anything wrong. Like kudos. Like y- y'all are 
Cash Cow, congratulations. I'm sure it's a Holy nice gra- I'm sure it's a nice a little spot. Yeah, I'm sure it's a nice little boost after the hit they took for COVID. I'm sure this playoff is a nice little yeah. boost for them. Well, and the best part about it was like going outside to watch the game on the big screen on the Red Stadium because oh, that, yeah. that screen is actually several seconds ahead of the screens inside because they're on dish, whereas I believe the stadium is on cable. So did you have that problem with Chad once? Correct. So yeah. so McPherson hits his field goal, and me and some of the bouncers are watching at the front door, and I run in screaming, he did it! He did it! And people are looking at me like, what? What? And then it happens, and they're like, yeah! So <laughs> You were that guy. For an, you spoiled it for an entire I, bar. I don't even care. I, don't I had to wait too yet. long for beers. I don't think anybody in there probably cares that, that you did that either. Not, not, if, not if I'm screaming he did it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. If, if he misses it, I'm just walking out the front door and going home anyway. So at okay. least you weren't yelling fire. <laughs> I mean, if he if he misses it, touche. Going, you're going to overtime anyway. So, so um, yeah, that all that all happened. Um, but so that was that was pretty cool to take it in with me and and you know two thousand of my closest friends or whatever the capacity at that bar is. It sure as hell felt like two thousand. Um, <laughs> so um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Um. So I don't know. I mean, to your point, Jeff, though, I don't know how to react either because this is uncharted territory. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all we're all 37 years old, correct? 36. But okay, yeah. so yeah, you're right there with with Ed and I. And so we we were seven years old the last time this happened. I don't really remember that. I oddly enough, I talked to somebody. I don't even remember where I said like was speaking with somebody about this. It was somebody oh, no. this weekend. It was it was eighty eight the last time that it was a in the AFC championship. Then I, okay, so then I was four. So clearly, I don't remember it. Um, but I remember the World Series, and maybe it's because that was a little bit later. That was nineteen ninety. I was six at that point, and you also had four games to like pack into your head as opposed to three hours or however long the Super yeah. Bowl was at that point Absol- in time. Absolutely. Um, I don't know that commercials ate up nearly as much as half the game as it does now uh, when the Super Bowl was on back then. But um, plus we lost. So there wasn't like the hoopla of we won and celebrating and all that. Yeah. So you know, no parades or anything to go down and, and see your just like, uh... right. You pack it in on the Joe Montana pass to the, the tight end there and, and just, and then get about all of it. And then essentially after that, it was some seriously it bleak was time. Paper bags some, on heads after that. Some real bad times out it of was, that. It was Shula and Coslet and whoever else was in there and David Klingler and Woof. So yeah. I, know, I think Aaron named every quarterback last week. The, just just last about week, so something like so, that. I don't know. I mean, this is this is uncharted territory. So it's like you you almost like you feel like if you celebrate like it's like it's gonna end like I can't celebrate too hard because I have to be humble right like I don't know I don't know what it's like to be here like so here's I mean, a question I have for you because I know there's like superstitions so like this weekend I did everything the same that I did last weekend right yeah. I I I ordered my wings early I picked up pizza for the boys from the same place I got the same order on the pizza I got the same order on the wings. Um, I wore the same hat. I wore the same shirt. I sat in the same spot on the couch. Now, do those superstitions, now this game is not on a Saturday, it's on a Sunday, like, can I change my pizza order? Can I change well, my wing order? Like, So here, here's the thing, is you're, you're facing a new opponent every week. So personally, 
I I don't know what fitting a guy is on Twitter. Is he a suit master, Clay? I'm not sure what fitting a guy on Twitter is. Um, that's why spelling's important. Just ask Ed all about that. Uh, but yeah, so um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you have a new opponent every week, so it's uh, you know, I don't know that superstitions are necessarily. I I haven't done anything the same. So okay. really, I was, wondering, I, I was in I was in Athens. Okay, so week. Jeff, you're with me. Okay. I was in Athens the week prior, and I was in Cincinnati this week. So I mean, I wasn't able to do things the same way because I had I was working this past weekend. So like, the first half of the game, I, I actually ended up like the game started about ten minutes before, fifteen minutes before I was like gonna leave work, like before I got off. Mm-hmm. So I just I just turned it on at work and then watched the entire first half at work, and then drove home expeditiously and got here in time to see the second half um and, and i and i watched it upstairs so like i watched it in my living room with with my kids and my wife whereas the week before i watched that whole game in my basement you get to run all the lights though right no no i don't <laughs> um so i don't know like i said i mean i don't i don't know that I, I don't know that there's any superstitions when you're playing. I mean, different... I'm, I'm all for it. Like if people, there, there's a lot of sure, people. I'm not going like, to knock anybody you, for like, doing it. Like you got to do the same thing. You know, I'm wearing the same clothes and the same this and the same that. And like, I mean, sure. But for me, I, yeah, it's just like, I, I leave superstition up to like baseball stuff. Like <laughs> just cause that's how I grew up. But I got for this, I, because it's such like uncharted territory for like me and for like a lot of people really, I, I I'm good with you know get up there give you your who days when there's good stuff going on and yeah, you know, let it ride. So so let's get into the game and before the game you know you had C J Uzama in the tunnel in a video that went viral very quickly talking Kinda about like, I got the blood pumping talking about and it was a, an explicit of laden video. And thank God for it because it got me going. And there's no way he was talking like this with any with Andy Dalton there, right? I think Andy Dalton would have been like, "CJ, you got to go to church with me before the games on Sunday." <laughs> I mean, but, I, I don't know how he was talking then, but he has <laughs> certainly been the like the the vocal leader in the in the locker room videos absolutely. that they post well, afterwards. He's the like, most tenured Bengal though on <clears throat> offense, like right. so. I mean, outside of, you know, Huber and, and, and Clark, Clark, right. So I don't know. I mean, I appreciate, especially with the, with the way that he was taken out of his season all season last year and comes back on, is it, is it a contract year for him or is he under contract next year? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Ed, if you want to try and look that up in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, he clearly the vocal leader um, comes out and says, you know, no more. Why not us? It is us. In not so many words. <laughs> yeah, there, um, were some, there, there were some bleep, <laughs> bleep, 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 and then there was a lot of like rah rah on the way right, out because right. he's you know fired up. But but yeah, and, you know, <laughs> instead of why not us, it is us. Like this is our time, and damn it, it was because you know again to come back after nine sacks, and we knew this line was bad, but it was exposed in a way that it had not been exposed all season long, not to this level. Uh, and I mean, Tennessee's got, you know, they, they've got a, a pretty stout front. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure from like, it's obviously like I didn't watch a lot of like Tennessee Titans football. Sure. Uh, a, I mean, Derrick Henry was on my fantasy team. 
Um, but then he got hurt. And so like at that point, I didn't even care like what was going on with them. Um, so they've got a, you know, from what I was reading going into the game, you know, they got the, they kind of ru- rush only four, um, and they're able to get pressure and our offensive line's pretty weak. Um, you know, they have a weak offensive line as well. well. I mean, as far as like PFF grades go, like we were, we were pretty far down. Well, there's also been, as with anybody at this point in the season, there's also been injuries. So you're right. missing, you know, Riley Rife. Riley Rife, which is, you know, maybe the, the biggest, I don't even know biggest, but maybe the most important free agent he is a, signing. He is a free agent this year after C- the season. CJ Uzama. Yes. Thank you. I don't, I don't see him trying to, uh, I don't see him going anywhere. Wanting to leave, no. you know, if they're going to have him back. Correct. Um, but yeah, Riley Rife. I know you could argue Trey Hendrickson. You could argue Mike Hilton, Chidobi Awuzie, um, Eli Apple even. Um, but I still think Riley Rife, to get them to this point, was arguably and the only one that I think you could maybe make a bigger argument for would be Trey Hendrickson. And if you wanted to make that argument, I don't know that I would actually tell you that you're you wrong. Yeah. But Riley Rife was was as important, if not more important, than Trey Hendrickson to get them to this point. And to lose, you know, a tackle going into the playoffs, that, that sucks. That absolutely sucks. So correct. We had not been exposed, but we, we were we had not been missing for the majority of the season. I think we lost him in what week sixteen, if I'm week fifteen. It, week it was before it was before the Chiefs game though. So like Okay. You know, we, we didn't have him out there for that game. Um Chiefs defense that, isn't that, what the Titans that, defense is, though. You're right. You're right, and that that that's a good thing because that's who we're Correct. playing this coming up week. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and and then, but but to the offensive line's credit, yes, they let there. There was a. I mean, it was there was a lot of bad. Right, there was a lot of bad. Uh, Absolutely. But on maybe the most important play of the game. They gave Burrow probably the cleanest pocket of the game when he hit Chase with for the to set up the game winning field goal on that sideline on that little sideline out. out like I yeah. mean if you if you want to hear Beautiful. in detail about that go ahead and pull up uh, Joe Burrow's post game press conference because he will go into extreme detail on it and you'll you'll suddenly feel like you can maybe be an offensive coordinator after you listen to him talk. Um, or you know exactly why you're not an offensive exactly. coordinator. Well, that, that's probably that's probably closer <laughs> to it than, than thinking you can do it yourself. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean, they they pulled it together when it was when it was the most important, and you know, kept him on his feet, gave him you know all the time in the world to to set that that play up. Um, I think that's a credit though to Joe Burrow and who he is, and the just battler like that's not even a good word the, the warrior he's going to continue to be for the Cincinnati Bengals for the distant hopefully, future hopefully distant future yeah um but just he has so much fight in him again to be put on your back six times or I'm sorry nine times and still end up with 348 yards only one interception now granted he had no touchdowns those nine sacks accumulated 68 yards 68 yards I will say of sack yardage some of those some of those sacks I feel like maybe he could have thrown the ball away I, I'll say that too there but there were a couple so where I feel there, like there's a, there's a couple like that, too long. but but then you go back and you look at like let, let's just pretend the season is only the playoffs like if you go back and look at, at the first week of the playoffs there were a couple quarterbacks the first one that comes to mind is Kyler Murray 
who was getting pressured in the end zone. Yes, he was about to give up a safety, but instead he he rushed a little trying to throw the ball away or whatever he was doing, and he threw a basically an underhand pass for a pick six. So that's that, that's a pretty detrimental mistake to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of, some of Joe Burrow's some of Joe Burrow's highlight plays though of his career to this point have been plays that he has spun out of or eluded a tackle Absolutely. and yeah. extended the play out another three to five seconds, gets a guy open because no play should develop that long ever and where he's, you know, scrambling out of the pocket and hit somebody deep down the field or in the middle of the field where they've exposed the zone or beat man coverage or whatever the case may be. So I understand why he's trying to do it, but he's also not Andy Dalton throwing the ball away on fourth down. Right. And I, I've heard I heard a stat today that he's the first quarterback to accumulate over a thousand yards of passing outside of the pocket. Ever? Yeah. I I heard that stat today. I heard it from uh I think it was on Good Morning Football, if I'm not mistaken, from uh maybe Chris Carter. Uh so that that's a crazy stat. For I would one. have never guessed that stat. Yeah, that's wild. Especially with um, you know, quarterbacks like Favre being the gunslinger as he was, you know, known as, um, I don't know. Like I would have thought Vic would have been, I don't know that Vic ever saw the pocket. It it might, it might be a goofy stat, like after contact outside the pocket or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, regardless what he's able to do. And like to your point where, you know, he's able to make these plays and the, like allow things to kind of break down in the defense because he's able to stay on his feet long enough and, mm-hmm. and spin and twirl and whatever he does to get out of this stuff. I mean, he's he's the best quarterback statistically under pressure in the NFL this year. So, he, I mean, he literally only gets better whenever there's pressure put on him, which is a good thing because, unfortunately, he's been under a lot of pressure uh, yeah. from, from you know, defenses. So, it's... It's one of those things like I'm glad that he's our guy uh, and, and I'm sure. glad that he's got what he refers to as, you know, the freak show of weapons. Um, you know, if, if he needs to dump it off low, I mean, hey, the, one of the best plays of the, the game was a, a little dump off the chase two yards mm-hmm. behind the line that he mm-hmm. then, you know, if what, whatever that slide, that, that incredible slide tackle by the, uh, the Titan, I don't even know who the Titans defender was that did it, but it, you know, kudos to him doing a little slide tackle action, basically causing a car wreck out there with himself and Boyd. So, that it, you know, slowed down chase. Cause otherwise that's, you know, that, that's a, a touchdown. Well, and you bring up his, his glutton of weapons. Uh, chase finished with five receptions, 109 yards, T Higgins, seven receptions for 96 yards. Um, both of those did that on, I mean, very efficiently with, you know, Chase having six, only six targets, had five catches. Higgins had nine targets, seven catches. Uh, CJ Uzama, seven catches, 71 yards. Continues to be a playmaker in these playoffs. On That was on eight targets. Uh, Joe Mixon had 51 yards receiving on six catches um, on seven targets and also had 14 carries for 54 yards. So altogether, he ended up with 105 yards all purpose uh, with the touchdown there on the uh, the rushing touchdown that he had. I uh, that was in the third quarter. Um, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, Tyler Boyd didn't really get off a whole lot. Uh, he was only targeted three times, two catches, 17 yards. But we also know that if those other guys aren't open, Tyler Boyd's going to be 
a guy that's getting those other receptions. So if they decide that they want to, you know, double cover T or double cover Chase or whatever it is that they're going to do, and, and to Chase's credit, he he is being double covered often and he's breaking double coverage. And I cannot wait for him to have this first year under his belt and see what he's like in year two and year three. Good God. Well, A, the the stat about Tyler Boyd, like not having a, a drop out of the slot in like, I think like all season mm-hmm. is wild. Um, and he's a, a great little safety blanket. He uh, did have a field. drop though in this game, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know if that was out of the slot or if that was him on the outside, but. I think that was his his one his one target okay. that was not caught. I, th- I believe was a drop. Because I, I even was taken aback. Like, Ooh, did he did he drop that? I mean, I obviously missed that. If that if that well, that that would have nothing case, to do with the regular season. That right. that would have been yeah, so, still just playoffs. So it's just like the, the there's so much to talk about with like Burrow's ability to to see the field, see defenses, understand like what he's got to do to to get the ball out and who he needs to get it to and the way he spreads it out which is obvious by the stats you just listed off cuz they're all fairly fairly similar you know production from each guy um I know Chase is now the only rookie uh to have 100 yards receiving in uh two games in the playoffs correct which is that's the list that's, that's the list the, that's it's the whole uh, list. <laughs> Jamar Chase that's it um and (laughs) go ahead i was just gonna say on on the other side of the ball ryan Tannehill only finished with 220 yards 15 to 24 with one touchdown three interceptions um derrick henry was not himself and i think everyone knows that and i'm okay with it as he finished with 20 carries 62 yards and the touchdown uh dante foreman had four carries 66 yards but I mean, A.J. Brown was the only one who really went off five catches, 142 yards in the touchdown with his long of 41. But, I mean, this defense, this defense, like it's, it's not even just one side. Like Tennessee obviously was putting everything in on their defense, whereas this dif- this defense held its own while the offense continued to do enough. And, I mean, and really – I know, I know it's like really cliche, but it's like survive in advance. Like, I don't like, honestly, like who cares what the stats are, right? Like, right. yeah, they go in record books. Like people can break records and do all. All I care about is the fact that the Bengals are playing next week. Well, and I think that the Achilles heel at this point, it's safe to say would be scoring in the red zone. Like, yes. I mean, that that's probably the only thing that this team is currently struggling with. It's okay. Uh, we'll just we'll just keep scoring from you know sixty yards out. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, let's just do that. I just and, saw real quick. I, I just care, saw. I don't care if Evan McPherson is the only person to score for the rest of the season as long as we win. What, what do you got? I, I do because we're gonna we're gonna need a little bit more than that to beat Kansas City. No, I just saw this crazy post. Um, a Joe Burrow rookie card graded at a 9.5 autographed rookie card with a patch just sold for four thousand four thousand dollars four thousand I can see that I can only yeah. imagine what that's gonna look like when he wins the Super Bowl in the next two years he's gonna he's gonna win a Super Bowl in about three weeks well, let's, let's, <laughs> and, 
Let's not put the cart before the horse, fellas. I, I said that's why I said the next two years. Because at the end of the day, even over the course of the next couple of years, you have to consider that in this conference alone, oh. you're still going to have to get through Josh Allen and what was just a number one defense. I don't care what happened against Patrick Mahomes in 13 seconds and a coin flip. But you have to get through Josh Allen and a number one defense. And you also have to get through Patrick Mahomes. And that's not including if Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars ever figure their shit out. And that's not counting if Bill Belichick gets Mac Jones to anything close to resembling Tom Brady. Um, I think you're also forgetting uh, Josh Herbert and the Chargers. That's a different conference. It is. You're right. And his (laughs) name is not Josh Herbert. Oh, it's not? No. Man, that was a, a double swing and a miss. It was, and that's Be okay. Better, Jeff. Be better, Jeff. That's for that. That's the first time, Ed. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I, I was thrown I, off because Aaron's got a uh, his face is gone. And Bearcat B or a Bearcat man, Journal B. That confuses me. It's it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> then we, I think we've kind of passed up what. Shooter Justin. said, "Justin Herbert." Oh yeah, that's true. What Shooter said right before he went out there to kick the field goal. I'm just being disrespectful. That's all. So go on, Ed. Okay. Well, I I can quote it, or I have the video pulled up. If you want me to go ahead and and pull the video up, is me. the video gonna gonna get us? No. It's probably gonna get us. I doubt it. We've done this before. It's not. Here we go. Well, there's no sound. There's no sound? Did you say there's no sound? I had no sound. Did you have sound, Jeff? Nope. Okay, forget it. We'll just say what he said. He <laughs> Apparently, he did some practice swings uh, with his leg and then said... To Brandon uh, Allen. To, said to Brandon Allen, oh, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship. And then went out there and nailed a 52-yarder. I love the visual of Ed putting his hands behind his head and him saying that. As... How about this awesome dragon jacket that he's that Joe Burrow is rocking? How many people are going to have the dragon jacket next week? Everyone. Just Is that a Nike jacket? Nike Sport, yeah. So much, So much swag on that guy. And I pulled that video up and everything. That was useless. I thought I was being great. Damn. Touche, Jeff. Touche. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is AFC. I think you caught me off guard when you said Josh Herbert. I called him Josh. (laughs) I mean, it's all good. Uh, Whatever. But yes, like this could be a Josh. This conference is going to be wild. And well, and the the crazy part is, I I knew that because we lost to the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, when I LT was... when LT was there, um, so yes, to your point, yes, that that is including uh, Josh Herbert. <laughs> things, things just get things. Just, yeah, Josh, good Josh, good old Josh, <laughs> Justin things, Herbert. Things, things just get tougher and tougher in the AFC. That's all. That's what I'm it comes just... down to. And, and God forbid that the Steelers pick somebody up, or Lamar Jackson decides to like actually you know be a quarterback. Be 
Yeah, like not. Oh, I, I, I thought season or whatever. I thought you were gonna say be a quarterback. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on that guy. Or or if the, or if Baker really was just injured, and is actually a good quarterback, but yeah, the jury Maybe. is still the jury's still out on that. <laughs> For the last I mean, three at, years. at the end of the day, he doesn't have to be a good quarterback with that defense, though. He had, he just has to be good enough, right? Because yeah. I mean, let's yeah. let's be honest. In a game like against the Titans, if if the if the Browns had nine sacks against the Bengals. I, I think the Browns win that game. That's fair. Probably. Maybe not with maybe not with an injured Baker Mayfield. Chubb. Well, and, and here's the thing: it's like that for, the the foreman foreman guy. The backup, foreman? I, guess, I guess he's you know I mean he's obviously Henry's backup. Um, I mean, I, really, I think we may have been in trouble. Had they had they used him the entirety of the game as opposed to relying on Derrick Henry? Because I, yes, we were able to we were able to shut him down. I don't think that he was anywhere near a hundred percent. You cannot no. break your foot. No, have five bolts and a steel plate and a steel plate in your shoe to get you ready to go, and tell me that you're a hundred percent. He wasn't planting, right? No. He, I, and he wasn't in any time. I mean, you could see that he couldn't push off. And and, and that's not to take away anything from what our defense did. He limped did. out of the tunnel. Like, the, the thing is, is maybe they were running him out there. Hopefully, I mean. You don't bench your superstar. Could, if he's telling yeah. you, if he's telling you, I can, I go, can go, you don't bench your superstar. No, absolutely not. If Joe but Burrow looks what? at Zach Taylor and says, I can go, and his arm's dangling, and his his ankle is turned sideways, like pointing pointing out, you, you just say, you know, maybe maybe Joe's bow-legged, and I never realized it. And you, you put him out there with his arm just, dangling, and you say, you go it. win it. <laughs> but and, – and, and saying that he's not at 100% is taking nothing away from our defense because, like, even Correct. him – like. Not at 100%. He's still Derrick Henry. And, like, we were – but our guy, our guys did what they had to do. I mean, you look at the fact that uh, they they were going for two from the one-yard line. And during the course of the, the NFL season, like, there's, like, a 64% success rate there. And you've got Derrick Henry. And you're telling me that for one yard he can't be a hundred percent Derrick Henry? Right. Guess what? It didn't matter because Clay Johnson got around into the backfield, wrapped his legs up, and then they stopped him likely somewhere in the neighborhood of like a half an inch from scoring. Right? And so that ended that. And then again later in the game, when they needed it on fourth and one. And he gets blown up like three yards in the backfield. I don't care who you are. You're not getting enough head of steam there to to get away from that. No, not three yards behind the line. I mean, they, they blow him up to take him down. Ends that little that that little threat. Um, it was concerning, obviously, that we couldn't really get the flow of the Bengals offense going. Um, Only 348 yards passing. No big deal. Right, couldn't just, get the flow uh, going. I, uh, exactly. What you want? Five hundred? And that well, I mean, when you're when you're getting, you know, nine when you're giving up nine sacks, the flow's not there. You're right. Uh, not. I'm not disagreeing, but I mean we, we did to your point, we, we did punt five times. So obviously we weren't 
super efficient. We gave up nine sacks, clearly not super efficient. And a lot of that was made up yardage of that 348 was made up yardage from being sacked. But at the end of the day, McPherson and the Bengals get it done on the last second kick to win the game. As he told his team, I guess we're going to the AFC championship like a true G just all the way. This, this little skinny white kid. I'm pretty sure he's only like 16 years old too. It's incredible that he's able to kick the ball that far. Wearing a God is good shirt in the post game presser says, well, I guess we're going to the AFC championship. Good for you, kid. Good for you. Shane Graham's protege, by the way, as he was his coach at Florida. For like a year. Still, that's kind of just a cool connect. Oh, absolutely. It's a cool connect. I say all this to get to this point. Several weeks ago on this very show, we had Chad Brendel. And I brought up a point. And I said, Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in the league. And I damn near got laughed off my own show. I don't think you got laughed off your own show. I, I, I was questioned. My sanity was questioned. What I was, I mean, like where I was coming up with this was questioned. And I bring it back to you. He's been waiting so long for this. Like, he says it when Chad's out here, too. I'm sure he's listening. And if he's not, I, I'll bring it back up if he comes I'll back say, on tonight. It's going to pop up down here in a minute. I, I sent him the link. So it's, it's up to him if he wants to come back in to defend himself. As, again, my sanity was questioned. My homerism was checked. And I want to bring it up again. Is Joe Burrow a top five quarterback in the league. And if we go, we can, we can do this again, where we run through the entire list of quarterbacks in the league. And I'm wondering who the hell y'all got above Joey B because I can't think of too many. And I mean, if you're building a team, if you're building a team from scratch, I don't even know that you're taking a Tom Brady, that you're taking an Aaron Rodgers over Joey Burrow, but that's a whole different conversation for another day. My entire point is top five in the league. Who else do you have over this kid from Little Athens, Ohio, where I currently am podcasting from? Okay, so end of this end of the season on NFL.com, their quarterback index, the NFL quarterback index, which ranks all 32 teams' primary starting quarterbacks at the end of the season. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. take a guess. Tom Brady. Correct. Shocker. Number two. I want Joe Burrow over Tom Brady. Okay. Number two. Because I'm not sure Tom Brady's actually playing next year. He's given no indication to this point. I don't think he leaves. Okay. Number two. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and just for the record, Tom Brady is in year year 22 in the league. Just saying. How old is he? 44. 700. 700. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is number two. Mm-hmm. Year 17 in the league. And clearly, yeah, Aaron Rodgers took a shot this weekend. It just didn't work. There's some things going on with him off the field, on the field, in the locker room, with management. There's I, some I, weird stuff going on there. I still I like think listening I'm listening to him on the on the Pat McAfee show, though. I still think I'm taking Joe Burrow okay. over three. Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Justin Josh Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> He's There's, in his he's in his second year. They're they're from the same class and give me Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert simply because he's our guy 
but I, I, if you're taking Justin Herbert, I'm not going to knock that at this point in time. I mean, you're I don't... looking at really, really their, their, their statistics are a push. So, okay. So I mean, number four is Joe Burrow. Number four is Joe Burrow. There it um, is. <laughs> oh, it says device is not connected. Can't add him to stream. Oh, hi, Chad. Hi. <laughs> We're going through the 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 NFL.com quarterback index. Boom. How's that going? Uh, well, Aaron num- thinks it's going one, really good for him. Number one is Tom Brady in year twenty-two. Um, <laughs> number number two is Aaron Rodgers in year seventeen. Uh, number three is Justin Josh Herbert in year two. Uh, number four, how's he number three? The hair. Uh, the hair. The hair was the push. I, I, He's I got think, good hair. I think because it, it looks like so his 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 final ranking last year was number nine. Uh, okay. Burrow's final ranking last year was eighteen, but obviously that's based off of not a full he, season, right? So and, and they have uh, Herbert played in seventeen games. Burrow only played in sixteen games. They were pretty much a push on completion percentage. Herbert threw for four hundred more yards. Because he played way more games. He played an extra game. Um, He had four more touchdown passes. He did have one more interception. He had uh, almost triple the rushing yards, uh, but still only one more rushing touchdown. Uh, He only fumbled the ball once. Burrow had five fumbles. Yeah, I can see where the turnovers probably came in. Herbert's line is is head and shoulders above the the Bengals line. Let's let's also say that. Burrow had almost a yard and a half more uh, per pass, but but Burrow did more when it counted to get his team absolutely over the hump. Absolutely, like that has to count. One team made the playoffs, one team didn't. That's my point. And why did the Bengals make the playoffs? Because Joe Burrow was the best quarterback in the NFL. A man unhinged. Yeah, I mean, absolutely was. I mean, if you if you look back at the last whatever couple games here. That the only interception he's thrown is a ball off of P. Ryan's fingertips that hit the ground. Yeah. It should have been an incomplete pass. Sure. But, you know, and so again, replay says no. Defend yourself, Chad Brendel. When we said several weeks Hold ago. On, Aaron, I'm not even through the top you're not, 10. Let you're not even number done. 10. Not yeah, even done. Number, you're me coming at me. I just, I just joined this fucking stream 30 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> I, I, well, we we had just mentioned you. I thought you were listening. No, I haven't. I've been working. Oh, I just had a chance to that's join. That's even better. That's, that's even good. better. That's I haven't awesome watched a second of this show yet. The timing, the timing is when so you, perfect. Literally, when you clicked to join, was like seconds after Aaron was like, I'm sure Chad's listening, and he's going to boop in at the bottom <laughs> of the screen, and he's going to come in firing hot. I was attacked on no, my own show. I, yeah, I had a I had a post game press conference to do. Like I I had I, I've got a, a great new segment idea I called "I'm that. Mad." Tweet at Chad. <laughs> I saw that. I'm so in <laughs> for it. Aaron Aaron claimed he was laughed off his own show. Damn near. Saying that Damn Burrow near. Was a top five quarterback. So number five is Patrick Mahomes in year five. Uh, number six is Josh Allen in year four. Seven is Kyler Murray in year three, though he didn't look like it in the playoff game. Uh, number eight is Matthew Stafford, who I think should be probably ranked a little bit higher than where he's at. Number nine is Dak Prescott, who has uh, 
not as many playoff victories as Joe Burrow does, and he's in year six. Right. Uh, and number 10 is Derek Carr. Then you have number 11, Ryan Tannehill, uh, who did not acquit himself very well. No. Number 12 is Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins at 13. Lamar Jackson is all the way down at 14. Jalen Hurts at 15. Matt Ryan, 16. Mac Jones at 17, who I, I think, think we're he good. probably be a little higher than I that. I think we're good here. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, old Jimmy G, all the way down at 18 and in the final four. Jeff's so. over here doing more research than Aaron Rodgers did on the 49ers. <laughs> oh, God. There, there's not much 49ers information on play, on Facebook or the Joe Rogan podcast. I was going to ask if he got his information from Joe Rogan, but I don't know. You never know. If Joe Rogan did a podcast about the 49ers. <laughs> but that's where we're at. Oh, and I think man. Tom Brady probably, I mean, he gets the number one ranking because of like. He's, he's the best Brady. quarterback ever. But maybe he's waning. He might be retiring. Like that, that might, uh, that very, Dude. if you listen to what he said post game, that we, we might have seen the last of Tom Brady. Oh, they're he still looked, looking he, for, they're still looking for a host of, of uh, Jeopardy. And I think <laughs> he might be in there. He did, he did look, I mean, well, he, we're, he looked we're a about little t- bit like he was kind of like, I thought you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. My he bad. looked a little bit like Keep he up. was just kind of letting it, you know, taking it all in there at the end of that that game so well and and i heard this morning or this afternoon uh brett Favre say yeah i mean this is the perfect time for him to retire because he's still gonna have his health and he's gonna still have you know the time to spend with his kids and stuff so i mean he could he could very well retire his kids are old enough for college at this point right like how long has this guy been in the league good god 22 years we already said that yeah i'm just saying aaron roger aaron rogers could also potentially retire which would leave justin josh herbert as the number one quarterback in the league Aaron? Jeff referred to, to Justin Herbert as, as Josh Herbert earlier in the show. It, but Aaron said oh, that the Chargers played the NFC, so I, I did, it I was did. a wash. It was a wash. And his last name's Bear because Bobby Bear spelled his name like that. And so when I see that... It's French. It's Yeah, it's French. It's like Chris Benoit. Ooh, or Patrick, oh, Patrick Wah. I got you, Ed. I got you, Ed. R.I.P. Chris. Patrick, like there's people that spell Patrick it B E N O I T that the pronounce it Benoit, and I'm like, no, that's Benoit. Justin Herbert's name is a bear, which is also oddly enough what you're supposed to yell if approached by a bear in the woods. Hey, bear! That was that was really good, Aaron. I didn't. Uh, I ran. I ran. You, you didn't yell at Ed, Ed. The bear is fucking faster than you, bro. I realized that, but. I really realized it a, as I was halfway up the driveway. Did you run in a zigzag pattern? No. That's an alligator. That's what you're uh, supposed to do for an alligator. What are you <laughs> Come on, man. I've never been approached by a bear that wants it's to a, eat But it's, me, it's like you've never read the, like what to do in this situation. Of course I've read all of what to do in these situations because I'm dumb when it comes to like real life situations. I'm I can spit off all the stats and, I mean, and book me, smart. Me, me but and I'm, bears, we're, we're, we're pretty cool. Me and anyway, bears, I think. All right. So I am a bear back survivor. So getting back on track. Getting the back on track. Like, yeah, bro. I want a beer. <laughs> so getting back on track. Some Charmin? The reason we were calling you out, Chad, and, and I thought. The, again, no, no, no. Time out. Wait, whoa, whoa, we whoa, weren't whoa. calling you out. Whoa. We weren't calling you out. Aaron calling you out. That's fine. The reason I was calling you out is. Again, I felt like my my homerism was challenged 
my sanity was challenged and i said weeks ago on this very show joe burrow before before joe burrow went unconscious and dragged the bengals into the playoffs sometimes you got to believe man sometimes you got to say stupid shit and hope it's right throw everything at the wall and but i'm not that's not how i operate I'd, I'd rather say it like in the moment, feeling the way that I felt at that moment in time. I, I There was something that I felt that, that was just the way that this team was working and the way okay, that this team was time, trending. At the time, there was nothing to prove you were right. Okay, congratulations on guessing properly that when the chips were down, Joe Burrow was going to step up, put his team on his back, and carry them to the AFC championship game. I applaud you for that. But that's not how I work when calling someone a top five quarterback in the NFL. Thanks, Ed. You get what I'm saying? I appreciate you. You don't get that distinction until you prove it. Now he is on a track to proving it. So I'm good. But at the time that you said it, it was gobbledygook. I love that word. Ed, you're on the... You're, you're muted, on the, Ed. Yeah, I'm muted. Gobbledygook. Thanks. It, for, it, it was for, bullshit. Yeah. You knew it was bullshit when you said it. I didn't. No, no shot that I knew it was he bullshit. believed it. I truly believed it. I mean, he we hadn't done anything to prove it yet. We went through the quarterbacks on that show. Yeah. And I, I think he, he fell around like eight or nine. That day. Which is where he was at that moment. I agree. I agree, Chad. I was called out as well. Aaron. Aaron called out the whole show, saying he was almost laughed off of his own show. You were presented with factual evidence, and you irrationally believed your opinion to be greater than proof, and you happened to be right, right. in the long run. Congratulations. So I've, been, I've been crowned a fucking wizard. I'm just saying I've been crowned a fucking wizard. So to cap off this to, to cap off this point, you can't I just can't gave you a sitting that. ovation. Because <laughs> like you couldn't argue that just because he's in the AFC championship that he's a top five quarterback. No, I would I would agree, it's but because of what he's done. Correct. Jimmy Garoppolo is very clearly not not a top five. So Dan Orlovsky had what I thought was the greatest he said he was going off this morning. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. It was one of the two. I think it was yesterday, actually, coming off of the game. Right. He had the greatest like breakdown of this that I've ever that I've heard. When he said, We've never seen this. We've never seen a quarterback get hit and get abused like Joe Burrow got abused in, in that game and not have it impact the results because every time and this go back to like when Tom Brady has failed you go back to those Giants games the two Super Bowls you go back to the Eagles you go when he's failed uh to make it out of the AFC championship game that's all we get to talk about with Tom Brady because all he does every year is either you know play in the AFC championship game or lose and lose or play in the Super Bowl but Every time he was ever pressured, he crumbled. Like he couldn't, he couldn't adjust. He couldn't adapt. 
He couldn't, he couldn't be Tom Brady. Joe Burrow got destroyed in He's that game against the Titans. Pressure in the league. And he just got back up every time and said, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, okay, so now it's now it's second and 14, and we're still gonna get the first down on your ass. So so does that mean we'll we're gonna now call him are we now gonna call him Joe Chumbawamba? I get knocked yeah, down, but I get up again. Oh, You're never gonna get me down. I get knocked down, but I get up oh, again. No. Chad's gone. <laughs> no, Chad's not just gone. Like he went like all he the left. Way gone. He left. Was, I, it, was I, it my singing? No, I, I think, think he, his. I think he was having some signal issues. Oh, um, or or, back. or Joe Tub thumping? No. I get a whiskey I'm drink. Not, I get a vodka drink. I get I'm a cider not, drink. I am I not okay a... with any of that. Not not at all. Not not a one bit. We, you didn't miss anything. We're still on the Joe Tumble one a bit. I was singing. It was not. It's not good. Okay. Good night. Good night, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. They, good the, night. the guy, the guy, the Tuesday night guys say good night. You want to come Tuesday say good night? night. <laughs> the Tuesday night guys. She sits here after this show and the post game show and like talks to you guys more than I do. <laughs> this has happened multiple times. She likes us more than you do. She she so there's a there's a dog in the backyard like a, a it's fenced in it's an Australian Shepherd mm. and uh, Tiger and this dog have become best friends. And last night Kelly took Tiger out on the leash to let him go pee and poop. And Is that not, why the dogs were going ape shit last night? Uh, it was part of it. Uh, but she did not realize that the other dog in the, the backyard was out. Mm. And so it barked and Tiger took her for a ride down the hill on her oh, shoulders. And oh, no. yeah, she's not, she, she's, she might've dislocated her. No, she didn't dislocate her shoulder, but, but she's got, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. She's not doing great. So she's going to bed and she will not be here to entertain you guys during the after show. During the after show. Good night, Kelly. They say good night. She said she'll talk to you next week. All right. So so to put a bow on on the Bengals segment though. I don't want to put a bow on the Bengals segment. Well, I mean, I guess I guess Chad was talking about the are, are you done he with the Dan Ar- talk about the other stuff? Are you done with the Dan Orlovsky stuff? Uh no, Orlovsky just pointed out like we've never seen a quarterback get hit like that before. And and not have any indication that it impacted his game. Three hundred up yards. He didn't get sped up. He didn't get happy feet. He didn't change anything about how he orchestrated the game plan. He's and that, like that I know he's that. That's just who he is. But on that stage to see it, like with all the chips down, season on the line, he got sacked nine times and he got hit on pretty much every throw. And he never once deviated. He never got happy feet. He never got uncomfortable in the pocket. He just said, if you're going to keep coming at me, keep coming at me. And if you hit me and it's third and 15, I'm still going to get third and 15. Don't care. What's, what's crazy about it is like, if you, if you look back and like, I obviously I did not have, I didn't watch a lot of like LSU football, uh, to know any of these things but a lot of the the tweets and the things that came out afterwards i then went and looked at um and they all kept mentioning like this play in 2018 yeah all this U- is credited to ucf yeah it all goes UCF. back to ucf jeff 
LSU. Right. No. When, no. when he was at LSU, they played UCF in oh. what, the Fiesta Bowl. Okay. Yeah. And he took a vicious blind He threw an interception hit. and got blindsided on he the return. spit I mean, on. He got blown yeah. up and then spit on by a UCF player. And then he proceeded to drop 40 on him. The switch <laughs> yeah. was flipped. The University of Central Florida Golden Knights? Yes. It's the Central Florida University uh, Knights of Gold. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's the Tarnished Knights is who they are. I don't care. Um, they, I mean, I guess they can also now take credit for Joe Burrow being <laughs> Joe Burrow. Like, whatever. I mean, hell, Ohio State fans, they all claim him, you know, like, whatever. It is what it is. I don't care. He's wearing orange and black, and he's he's on. I mean, he's, the dude just has swag falling off of him. He's brought this this team, this this franchise to a level that we haven't seen in ever, ever, ever thirty some odd years. It, I mean, it it's nuts. I'm enjoying the ride. My eight year old had a flag football game the next day after. They had on Sunday, and I was not able to be there. My wife said, as each kid got there, the rest of the team literally went nuts and was like, hey, did you... uh, They do the gritty after every play, so it is what it is, but they... Literally, they were like, did you see what happened yesterday? Like, the Bengals, did you see McPherson? He hit that kick, and and Burrow hit the pass to Chase, and it was like... And like they were just going nuts. Well, speaking so of it, speaking of McPherson, so, but uh, here's the thing: I like that's who we were. Like that's what they talk about the lost generation. Thirty-one years of kids we, never got that. It's us. It's, yeah, it's, that's us. That's like, me in 1989, 90, and me in 1992 for UC that, football or UC basketball. I mean, like, that's why aw. I said it on the show last week, and I've been tweeting it out at anybody that'll listen to me, which isn't a whole lot, but there's some. And it, this team. The 90 Reds the, World it, Series. We got all of that. Into the Raiders kids. game. This team had a chance, and they, they took it by the horns and to fuse – a, a fan base of disappointed, disheartened, just like heartbroken fans from the time, my generation of fans who it has taken everything out of our souls to continue to be Bengals fans. I've known people who have just left the team and decided like, I'm going to oh, yeah. root for this team or I'm going to root for this team because I'm tired of everything I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. And then you have the group of fans who either A, were never football fans before and just decided out of nowhere to become football fans. And then they, they chose the Bengals and then you have the kids, which is the most important part of this situation. And this team has been able to fuse all of that together and parents of of these kids being able to see these things and people who even don't have kids that are seeing just the young people that are so excited about it. Now they're having sex. It's so incredible. they can have there's a kid. Gonna be, there's going to be more kids. They're going to name them Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, and CJ Uzama. They're going to name them after all these. There's going to be so many more. I can't but wait. It's, it's, Jeff, Jeff, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Can't wait for that first Uzama kid. Because, because sometimes you name your kid Kelsey. And now she's rooting for the Chiefs. Three straight nights I got to deal with this. You can't have that. <laughs> oh, it's... It's no, here. No, 
She can really what, what can I tell her? She, well, I she can, was, I can you disown? tell her you weren't named after Travis. You root for the Eagles if you want to root for the right Kelsey. I don't care she, if you're more attracted to that one than the other one. She doesn't give a shit what I say in that topic. <laughs> I like but how, honestly, that, no, it's not just that topic. Let's be all the way real. <laughs> she didn't give a shit what I say about anything, right? Uh, um, but but let's be honest, man. Like, so I was born in 1977. So in my years where sports started to matter, right? Bengals Super Bowl, Reds World Series, Bearcats Final Four. That's 88 to 92. Like, that's the four years where, like, that's when you're developing, really investing in developing your fanhood, right? We have, since then, since 1992, an entire generation, 30 years, two generations, two generations that, that none of the children have any the reds never won a playoff series the bengals never won a playoff game the bearcats never got back to the final four and all of a sudden the first see cincinnati never won the championship oh god all of a sudden you get a uc football final four and the bengals in the afc championship game in a span of 25 days? Why, why 20, do you think, 26 days? Why do you think in the 90s we were so excited about that Jeff, like, Shake and Blake? Or, right. or, Shake and Blake was the best. Or why this city fell in love with Carson Palmer and TJ Hushmanzada, who's your mama, whatever you wanted to call him. Chad, Chad, Johnson. Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. We got excited about Terrell Owens, who was a cancer everywhere. We got excited about him coming back. We got excited when we went and grabbed James Harrison. Right? Yeah. Well, we did get excited because, about that. Because all we wanted was to win. And to look, look, man, like no, I'm telling just you. To win, just to win the first game. That was it. We didn't care win, about win, anything win, after win the fucking game, right? Win win the game. Game. First we got, game. We got a taste of it when um uh Frazier won the uh, home run derby. That I mean that that so that, that, that's that exciting, felt like our Super Bowl. That felt like our World Series. That felt like I mean, our. It was like so Cincinnati. It was winning something that didn't matter. That's well, true. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was there, and I do count it as one of like the top sports moments I've ever been like. That's there because for. there were no other but, relevant sports no, moments. There was nothing else well, going on. You, you had I mean, think about the fact that the Bengals, like when you look back at it, like I think Aaron actually brought up the point, like. They made the playoffs. Like the Bengals made the playoffs on a fairly regular clip, but they they were just a first round exit every year. Right, with, it was automatic with Andy and AJ. They Green. were good enough to make the playoffs, but they weren't good enough to move and on. Was, and then there was a couple times where it was the Cincinnati curse that got them. I mean, look at the Carson Palmer year, right? And then you yeah, have the yeah. year Chris Henry, two thousand fifteen. You got 2015. You got, you, you got you got you got Andy Dalton snapping his thumb, and then you go into a playoff game, and then horrible things happen at the end of it that are just whatever. Like I mean, it is what it is. It's Cincinnati, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go chalk that one up. Like that sucks. Well, here's the thing. Been broken. This then. is Jeff. Jeff, this is this this is third time. Uh oh. Is that yeah, you guys? You're still okay. good. You're, you're still yeah. here. 
this is this is the third time in the past 15, 20 years, whatever it is, since whenever Carson was drafted. That the 2006? Was that 2006? Sounds 2000. Like it was four? Four, 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 2004 seems yeah. right. Yeah. That that they have had this young core. 2003. Yeah, but he sat out that first year with John Kidna. Yeah. yeah. So that's I guess that's why I was thinking 2004 was four. So yeah. this is this is the third time in 18 years that the Bengals have had this young core that it was like. We're we're here, like we're we're planning our flag for the next 10, 15 years, right? And I, it ended at both times in five, six year runs where they never did anything and you had to blow it up. Like you, have you, to, you didn't have a choice. You had to you blow have it to up. be more excited right now, though, than you were with either of those regimes because of the because way that, because they did no, it. Because of the way the leader carries himself, though. Like even if we lost it. Even if we lost that first game, I'd still feel better about the next four years with him at or three years, whatever it is. No, you with, wouldn't. With we him at the helm. You're talking about it's the same shit, man. I, I, I don't know because I just feel like. Is Joe any different? Like, he didn't get over the hump. They played the Raiders and they couldn't beat the Raiders at home. Okay. So I guess then if I counter you with this, what if we don't do it again? Might not. You, you, you know how many times I've talked about Dan Marino? Dan Marino got to the Super Bowl his first year in the NFL. Never made it back. Never made it back. I'll talk about that. We not let's let's not no. Let's enjoy this. <laughs> but uh, look, here's it's the ultimate thing that that I say every time to every fan base that never wants to fucking listen to me. Winning is hard. Oh yeah. Winning is hard and winning at a championship level. What did I point out the other night? Ask Penny Hardaway. Winning is hard. He couldn't beat the Bearcats, so that's Chris Mack. He understands. Chris Mack. Yikes! Look at the AFC. Yeah, we talked. We talked about that before. Going to be around a long time. Josh Allen. Going to be around a long time. Justin Abair. Going to be around a long time. Mahomes is Mahomes's fiance might make him quit because she's getting picked on too much. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. Going to be around a long, like, a long time. If the injury to Baker Mayfield is true, you're looking at Baker Mayfield's going to be around. He sucks. He, he doesn't uh, belong in this Ritter. conversation. Desmond Ritter with the, the As the quarterback Steelers. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's yeah, gonna he's going to be, be around a long time. Matt Jones, Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah. Like the AFC, tough. Over the next ten years, Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Let's not forget. I, 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 still, I just said that. I'm just How saying. Did you I, forget it? No, I said it thirty seconds ago. Just you didn't say he was the MVP. Yeah, yes, did. I did. Well, then I wasn't paying attention. You're right. <laughs> just... Like the AFC is going to be a nightmare. Do we? Do we all believe here? That Joe Burrow's going to find a way more often than not? Absolutely. But that is far from a guarantee. And here, here's the thing that I that I look at and that I was going to uh, bring up earlier, and, and I didn't, but the, the benefit that the Bengals have right now, 
the benefit that they have right now is a they're all they're, a they they have a very a well a shit ton of money, but they have a very young core of yeah. of everyone, right? Well, like, that's why they, they have a shit ton of money, right? Everybody's so on a rookie deal. They've got <laughs> they've got a lot of money, and you cannot tell me that there is no interest in coming to Cincinnati and sure. playing on this team. Obviously, they're not done yet this year, and the interest could peak even higher. I don't know that it needs to, to be honest. If you go out and you look at any of the any offensive linemen that are free agents, and I don't obviously have that list in front of me or know who that is, but you can't tell me you can't go out and get some of those guys to shore up the offensive line, and you're talking about potentially starting a dynasty and that, that word is weird to use with the Bengals. You, but you're looking at starting a team that could be very, very, very good for a long time. Yeah. Here's the other thing. And they're in a good position to do it and to start it and to get that that little head start above all of the other all the other quarterbacks who are pretty close together as being at the top of the league. I mean, until until we unseat the Chiefs as the AFC champions. They're the big dogs. Oh, they, I mean, won they're, their conference they're, six they're, years in a row. They're closer to a dynasty than we are right now. Oh, absolutely. Let's, let's be real. Uh, you, you, muted, you muted yourself, bud. I know I did. I said I was muted. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you, you got to look at it like quietly. the... What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was trying to if, quietly open a pop. Yeah. It didn't, it, it um, wasn't, we heard the... the and then you hit you. Yeah. And then you tried to talk. I mean, at this point, at this point, it is what it is, um, right? But the the AFC does go through Kansas City at this point. Yeah, I mean, my however, I will I will say this: my wife and I looked at getting tickets and whatnot, and going to the game next week. It the the overall expense was very high, and then I started talking to my son, and he was a little bit disappointed. He wasn't going to be included in going, and I we decided Fucking that kids. we decided that watching the game. <laughs> together at home was going to be a lot more fun and memorable. When uh, they Chad, Chad went through the same else. thing. Yeah. Chad, I'm going to watch the game at your house. Ugh, it's it not going to be, be like, fun here. It was going to be a, a, a stab in the chest. So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll let it go because I, and, and this is, this is honest to God, the conversation we had, I said, I believe in the next five years, there will be times when the, the Bengals are the number one overall seed, and we're going to get one of those games right down here in Cincinnati. And all I'm going to have right. to pay for yeah. are the tickets and that not right. the travel and the hotel and this and this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, my wife brought up the fact that maybe we should go back and, and look at getting our, our season tickets again that we, we got rid of forever, which, by the way, I asked her if we should do that. After they drafted Joe Burrow, I pulled up the receipts in my text messages, and she told me that I had brain damage for saying that we should get some seats <laughs> in the bagels. And, she, and then she asked me the other day, hey, what do you think about getting season tickets to the bagels? <laughs> and I said, um, you told me I had brain damage in May. Whenever I asked that question, and she was like, "Well, I mean, you know, things should change a little bit." So to to tie a bow on this, let's 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 be honest. We 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 need to move on, but to tie a bow on this, the the Bengals do take on the Kansas City Chiefs, and after watching thirteen seconds in a coin flip, change everything. You cannot leave Patrick Mahomes any time to do anything 
ever. Well, that's the why end. the Bengals the Bengals handled the. That's why the Bengals handled the end of One the of game when they played them here. The way they handled the end of the game. Did Did you see the video today? Kelsey was the one who called he orchestrated. Out. Yes. Well, so yeah. before that video <laughs> came, before that video came out, there it had they talked about the pressure. Like, there was already like some presser stuff where he was like, Hey, I told him like, I'm probably not going to run that route. Like whatever yeah. you call, I'm probably not going to run. I'm just going to run to the open area the, because it's going to be open. Yeah. Yeah. He watched how was... they defended the first. Well, he called the first play hot route, hot route. And, he... and told Tyree Kill to, to get behind him so that he, he could clear the way. So and then the going into the second play, he's like, if that's how they defend it again, I'm going down the scene. They're, they're, gonna be they're out there playing turkey bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. He he described it as playing backyard football. He said, like, I told him, like, I'm probably not going to run that route. I'm just going to run to the Are open area. Are they doing area, it on their hands down, where, down in the, the huddle? Like, I'm going to do probably, this. They probably were because then, what, like, when they went back and they, they, I guess it's like, I don't know if it's like NFL Films probably who's like getting yeah. the, you well, know. The, Travis was clearly mic'd up. Yeah. And, and he's down there or whatever and then you can hear Mahomes like do it Kelsey do it do it Kelsey yeah. do it and so he Travis went right is like uh-huh uh-huh yeah. like uh-huh. I see it it's the same it's the exact same thing and he gets Travis, it. Travis then, said I was gonna do whether he, you told me to or not then he right. goes to the you know he went up there goes to the ground obviously they have timeouts that Dak Prescott didn't have and they call the timeout and then they go into into overtime which the overtime rule in the NFL is obviously a travesty because I still think it would have been neat to see uh, if the Bills could answer back to that. Like, play some defense, Jeff. Play some damn defense. Okay, you're right. You're the right irony there. of it, though, is that the Kansas City uh, proposed a couple years ago that we change the overtime rule because the same exact thing happened to them against the Patriots. And against Tom the Patriots. Brady. Well, I mean, it Look, is what it is. But you want to win the game? Don't give up a field goal with 13 seconds left. That that too. So. In all in all honesty, I would have rather had the Buffalo Bills as opposed to uh, I, I would have rather had the not Buffalo after Bills. watching not after watching that no but not 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 their defense. That said, yeah. we do have Kansas City at Arrowhead, and is, we've we've beaten Kansas City, but we did beat them here. So I'm obviously wildly intrigued in this game. Um, it's going to be a bloodbath, by my opinion. Um, I, I I don't think that there's Either team's going to come out unscathed going to the Super Bowl. Can I mention what's interesting to me? That the Bengals are two and zero in AFC championships. No, not I did mention early. I did mention earlier in the show before you joined us that you mentioned that last night. But yeah, I, I'm going to mention something else. Go look at that second half in Cincinnati. Held them scoreless, or not scoreless. Three points, no touchdowns. Did Luana Rumo and that defense figure something out? Maybe because. Because that's fascinating to me. Because if you watch that first half, the Chiefs did whatever the hell they wanted in that first half. They didn't punt, I don't believe. 28 points. They marched right up and down the field. And all of a sudden, if you go back and look at that second half, is there something they figured out? Does it matter if you're playing playoff Mahomes? I was going to say, does it matter now? That play, somebody made a great point. The sidearm throw he made. Oh yeah, why they pointed out? Well, they pointed out what it. What's his background? Baseball. Baseball. Mm-hmm. He made a slot throw from second on a double play. Mm-hmm. That's that way. If you look at the angle of that throw, 
It's a slot throw. Yeah, the guy sliding in a side to side on that. Yeah, yeah, sliding in like it, it was. It was brilliant. He like he's entered. He's breaking the code because he's introduced introducing the ways you throw a baseball into playing quarterback. Like that's absurd. How do you defend? Like, there's that? Right. there's nothing you can do as a defensive coordinator that's like, hey, um, I know how he usually does things, but sometimes he does things like he's turning a double play. And you know you're gonna, but I feel like like Russell Wilson does the same thing. He does. He does. It just hasn't been as dramatic. Right. Right. But you know, with his, he's got his baseball background. Yeah. And it's that it's that like ability to like get the ball where it needs to be. Yeah. From from wherever, literally, like any arm slot. Here with like a, a traditional pass, all the way down to that weird sidearm submarine, submarine sidearm, right. like thing that the only thing do. is if anybody gets in the way you're looking at a ball popped up into the air and let's go and that's that's anybody's ball a, little, a little eli apple uh hand in there to knock it up to logan wilson Just logan like, wilson's the most opportune motherfucker there is <laughs> and, and, every time and the I, ball pops up in the air he's like got it I mean, that, that's a guy, and that's a guy uh, we talked about it earlier that, you know, we thought potentially could have been lost for the year yeah. because he had he had to fill in on special teams. And then I right. saw some people today saying, like, put Jamar Chase back as a return guy, and I am 100% out on that. No. All right, so. Nothing if, to do with that. If we're making you predictions. You didn't like Tyreek Hill when they put him back there? I don't like that. I, I just, I don't, I just, I, I don't like it regularly, but if you need a play, you put the guy to make a play in a position to make a play. I mean, I guess if we're talking like, you know, maybe there's like three minutes left in the game and you're down three and, you know, they're kicking it off because the, to be fair, you know, Taylor and Evans are not traditional return guys. Their return game stinks. Their traditional return guy muffed 900 punts and kicks against the. the, the I mean, they just haven't had anybody. So I mean, I guess in that situation, maybe if it's like you feel like that's, but the other, is that going to get you enough extra? That if it you, gets you an I extra mean, first down, it gets you an extra first down, bro. Like I, I, we it, saw it just, just how important me, every yard me, is this weekend. You're it, to me, it would just be one of those things where like, okay. Are you potentially going to sacrifice? I just feel like there's so many injuries that happen on those plays. Like, are you willing to sacrifice maybe like a Jamar Chase to get to the Super Bowl and not have him, or well, would you rather put maybe like? I think I think I, even I don't Tyler, like to pick anybody, but like Tyler well, Boyd back I was, there. I was going to say I think to, Tyler Boyd has more experience as a returner, a return than, guy than, than Jamar Chase does. You know, a Jamar yeah. Chase or you know whatever. Joe, like, hell, like, at that All point, right. like, whoa, put Joe Mixon back there. Like, We're almost an hour and a half in on just Bengals talk. So I want to, I want to cap this off with predictions for this game. Okay. You got, you got Cincinnati all the way, Jeff. Who day? 21 17. 21 17. Okay. Ed, what you Ooh. got? Uh, Bengals win probably around the same uh, that Jeff said, probably around 21 17. All right, Chad. That's all. That is hundred uh, percent Ed right there. I mean, I was. That's I what you, I was Ed. thinking earlier. I know. So. I love you, Ed. Uh, I think this is the the Joe Burrow like Michael Jordan against the the Pistons. 
where okay. he's got to figure out a way mm-hmm. to to be the man. Um, be I'll go Kansas City. 31-27. I'm going higher than all of you. I'm saying 41-38, who day? Evan McPherson. Kansas City, Chad? Huh? Did you just go Kansas City? Yeah, because I think this is a like, – it, it takes it takes a, a build-up to knock off. You don't just jump to the end of the movie. Nope. Right? Big Ben did. Joe, Joe Burrow does. But that had nothing to do with Big Ben. No, it didn't. It was all in the yeah. defense. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick did. Colin Kaepernick didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't win it at all. I didn't say he won a Super Bowl, but he made it to the Super Bowl. Are you saying he went right to the end of his movie? Or But there wasn't there wasn't somebody in the way in the NFC the way that right now the Chiefs are in the way in the AFC. Like right now, oh, the Chiefs are the Celtics. The Chiefs are the Pistons. As Jordan was was becoming a great, like I said, that, that's it's very fair. And, and to that point, if the Chiefs win, I am still. I, the, this team has still fused and healed a fan base. Absolutely, yeah. In a you know, from the top down, not even in, in just a, on the field, but we ran out of McPherson jerseys. <laughs> They, they, they never had the McPherson store. They never had McPherson jerseys. Bill has one. They ran out of blank it, jerseys. Like, it's the McPherson jerseys were all screen printed, and it was it was nonsense. They he deserved stitch jerseys from the start. I had to order mine from China. It's on the way. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, regardless, th- this team has done something for this city and the fan base that is long overdue. And hopefully, I mean, we know that winning is hard, but hopefully, Bob Castellini's taking notes. They no, can. Not. Hey, I was going to say that the the Bengals and the and the Bearcats have set a president this year, and Bob Castellini better hop on that fucking train because we need to that. start winning. Like we need to stop showing up to the bobblehead games and quit buying these bobblehead tickets because I don't want bobbleheads anymore. I want championships. I want God. trophies. I, I want Bob. Bob Castellini is thrilled. Nobody's talking about how inept the Reds are right now. I wish I I think they are actually on Twitter. Anyway, if you're in, if you're hip to Reds Twitter, but I, I wish I could John Madden circle the bobblehead in Ed's background right now to show how he doesn't want any more bobbleheads. Well, this is a this bobblehead's fine. This is a it's a collector's this item. It's fine. This is the All Star Fine. I showed up. Ed bought specific tickets and showed up 90 minutes prior to that game. <laughs> Walked in the gate, got his bobblehead, and straight went to the Holy Grail. No. Yes, you did. You stayed till the fourth inning, didn't no, you? No, he went straight home. He didn't go to the Holy yeah, Grail. That's right. I actually have that's no right. clue where I got that, what that bobblehead's for. In lie. any case, the Bengals are setting a precedent in the words of Joe Burrow that we are not done bobblehead was a gift. making the playoffs. We are setting the precedent that one win is at least – the, pre- the new minimum. precedent, the new standard. This is this is what we need to do, and I love it. I'm here for it. Hootay, God damn, it feels good to be a Bengal this year. We win in this city, Bob. We're winners now. Moving on to the Bearcats tonight. Moving on to the Bearcats going to Philadelphia to take on the Temple Owls tonight. 
And moving on to FC Cincinnati. Has anybody heard about that? <laughs> there's, there's not much to say about tonight. It was a weird game. They couldn't I hit couldn't a shot. See it. I couldn't see the game for one. I couldn't see the game the, either. The ESPNU broadcast was terrible. It, Chad, you yeah. watched the game. I did. I did. On, on ESPNU, mm-hmm. did they have one cameraman and the announcers from home? Because that's how it felt. I don't. I don't because know if they were from home. Um, it, when the guy yelling, is, the guy yelling would top out, and it would sound atrocious. And he yeah. yelled all the time. I think he was trying to channel his. I don't. Whoever he was trying to channel, it was it was awful. So awful. That is the camera angle at Temple every time that UC plays there, and every year people complain violently about it, like it's the first time they've ever seen it. The do they people, watch the that three, game the three quarter every court, year? The three quarter court pivoting camera. Yeah, that's that's for some, whatever well, reason in the Licorice Center. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Brent. Um, what? He said that last night. Brent said it last night. It he called it the Licorice it Center joke. Um, but for the whatever color, reason, the color that's where bad. the camera angle is from. But the color was bad. It was it was almost like a VHS. Like I, I yeah. I had to actually. Strange. I double checked to make sure it was HD. Well, like, was, and the audio levels were atrocious. Like it was, it was almost like the game was, was silent. Awful. It was like the, the first, yeah. the first HD camera ever invented is the, the one they're using. I would rather continue to complain about Without the presentation than what we actually ended up getting on the court. Yeah, at the end That's of the because game. ESPN is awful. So well, I think what they're doing with a lot of those broadcasts is they're outsourcing them to the schools. Like we saw the last UC home game where they they didn't see that either. Outed that CCM is like running this broadcast. So it's an indictment um, on the AA, the 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 American Conference as a whole, the AAC. To an extent, they, yeah, because ESPN basically told them like you're on your own. Good luck. Yeah, like you have to develop out all of this stuff with like a fraction of the dollars. Like you don't have. You know, like when when they tell Louisville something like that, Louisville's like, okay, well, we'll dump you know eight million dollars into our production, and Cincinnati's like, well, we got seventy three dollars and eighteen cents left in the couch that we found, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do our production that way, so because the American told them like, you don't have a choice, you're gonna have to produce this on your own, because we're not doing it anymore. When Louisville does that, does that then result in them like firing their coach or? Hiring shitty coaches results in them firing their coach, but I, I just thought that maybe freed up some money. I, I didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't no, they're sure paying him. They're going to have to pay him like twelve. They're going to have to pay him twelve million dollars to go away. I can't are they going to get Kevin Ollie? Are they going to get Kevin Ollie there? I'm not going to comment on what I think might happen at Louisville. Copy. No comment. We'll see. So. We'll see. The Temple, the Temple Cincinnati game, getting back on course. Look, goodness gracious! I'll I'll put it this way: if you play a second half where you score twenty-one points, you shoot seventeen percent from the field, nine minutes without it, seven percent from three, you're gonna lose, and they lost. Like that, that that's the, the the beginning and the end of it. I mean, they went like nine minutes without scoring a field goal. A field goal. Anything, right. anything other than a, a, free, a throw, free throw, and that yeah. and that was even like a little Awful. iffy. And they, I mean, they had looks. I mean, they were in the lane. 
They were mid-range sure. jumpers, and then they were airball threes. They just went cold. What could you do? It was wild. They I went mean, ice cold. It, it, I mean, that's as cold as you can get and, and as bad as you can play. Coming and they still the had a shot high with four seconds left. Well, because well, they, they had a shot better than that, actually. If they're given the timeout that Newman calls. Yeah, but that's, still, that shit happens, man. That's. I mean, and it was Chad's favorite ref down there. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, and I get it. Those things get missed and things like that don't, you know, whatever. Like, sometimes, you know, the Raiders call a phantom timeout. That one gets granted yeah. 80 seconds later. Newman is calling a timeout for like 15 seconds on the ground holding the ball, and then they're like, oh, okay, jump ball. ball. You're like, eh, I don't know about that. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, Doug Sermon. And then stopped. it turns around, and it's a three-point. I mean, literally the worst-case scenario happens. It, you don't get Well, but like Wes Miller said in the postgame, that is a play that they scouted. They knew that play was coming, and they still let it happen. Get it right. They let it happen. So – this is on UC, like. No, I, absolutely. It's on the kids on the floor for not executing anything well for a majority of the second half. All right. And, so and, I feel- and that's the hard part is for the last month, they've executed at a very high level. I mean, they were shooting like 45% from behind, behind, you know, yeah. from three point, but going into this game. And then they, I think they shot like negative 10% tonight. So, and I don't know how you do that, but. It didn't, things just didn't, it was like there was a lid on the on the hoop and everything was bad in the second half. I mean, literally going into the half, you're like, all right, you know, they've taken over. Things are, you time know, out, they time out, off. time out, time out. Now's the jump ball. He called right. timeout four times. And actually that's probably on Tony Green, who's the baseline official and also really bad. Um. More than Sermons, because Sermons was up the baseline where he didn't have a great angle on it. Uh, but Doug Sermon still sucks. Like, we saw in the, at the beginning of the second half <clears throat> where he just, like, decided to infuse himself into the game. Like, the Temple... The, the, like the, TV Teddy? The, the technical he called on Temple was atrocious. He said it was because the guy cussed at him? No. I mean, he... break. The and guy made a dunk and like went like this and ran back down the floor. Probably said "fuck yeah" or something along that line. Right. Like, Terrible. And, then, and before that, was he not also the official that called the foul on Davenport underneath? Yeah. And, when, and yes, what Davenport did was, was a forearm shiver, but went to a guy very, that put his shoulder into his throat. into him. Yeah, it was into very him. Clearly, immediately after a, a taking a shoulder to the throat. That was one of the things that the announcers so actually like, said. That was one of the things the announcers actually said that was, yes, that you are The correct. announcers were actually good, Aaron. I hate like, it. I, I know, well, that's because they weren't saying what you wanted to hear. No, I, I hate but it. They said what? the entire, the, the color guy said the entire night, Cincinnati is not having any success running offense. You know how no. you know Cincinnati wasn't having any success running offense? The percentages? Because they made 20 baskets, they had nine assists, and they shot under 30% from the floor. So you don't do that if you're running I, good offense. I mean, I, Temple, Temple also shot pretty close to 30%, didn't they? They shot 33% for the game, 21% from three, and they were terrible from the free throw line. I mean, it was, so, it, it was a, it was just, it was a bad basketball game. 
It's I have, terrible. I have a couple things I want to say about the game. Um, first and foremost is John Newman, this team missed him when he was gone, and it was absolutely apparent in his he was five gone for eight minutes. I'm just saying his five <laughs> offensive re- we've we talked about this all year, him being a glue guy, but I think tonight yeah. he even he stepped up even more than a glue guy. He stepped up as being like the guy with five offensive rebounds, nine rebounds total. He had nine points and Again, that's just because the whole team was cold. Um, but it's second leading scorer for that matter. Tied. Unfortunately, this team took Andre 3000's words to heart. I like the way you move. No. What's cooler than being cool? Ice, ice cold. Ice cold. <laughs> all, right, all, right, ice all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> and that was um, big boy. I got it that was... part, Aaron. I got it. <laughs> But what was what was Davenport doing shooting from damn near the fifth the the, the fifty yard line the the half court half court like I mean, shit, what was that well shot the fifty yard it line it was so bad I mean I get like a heat check but he wasn't on fire tonight nah, he was my man my man West Miller doesn't like the heat check two of ten from three three of fourteen for the night like. What was that one shot that was just the like team as a whole though was only one was one for fourteen from like the ten minute mark in? They they were they were bad offensively and they lost because of it. Like I mean, that, that just they were bad. They couldn't make shots. They couldn't get anything to done. Anything done. Do you feel like when Odie was in, like they actually had some more rhythm to the game, and maybe he should have seen more minutes than the nine that he saw? Uh, I asked Wes about that post game. Did you? Because that's what I do. I ask the tough questions. Okay. Um, he said that they made the decision to have Koval spread the floor. Remember what I said a couple weeks ago when Hayden had that game where he he, he changed the Hit game? Hit the three. Right. Well, he, and he, I he said, did a very good job spreading the floor in that game. I said, I said. Because he hit the, the shot. It's the right decision because he hit the shot. They made the same decision tonight. Twice. He had three open looks. Missed them all. And, and missed them all. It the announcers at the end of that game when Koval called him a good like shooter. That, when Koval went when he off is like that, a pretty good shooter. Yeah. When Koval went off like that, and they it, was that two games ago. Was it two yeah. games ago? Three. I think, they three, they yeah. said they said, and I quote, and it, it, it's kind of like comes back, but they were like, West Miller found the lineup that worked tonight. That doesn't mean it's going to work every night, and unfortunately tonight. It, there was no lineup that they was got him clean tonight. looks. They got Koval clean looks, and he didn't make the shots, and and they lost because of it. And that's basketball. Like that's that's what I was trying to emphasize the last time when we talked about that. You're mm-hmm. not talking about a like a fifty percent three point shooter. You're talking about a career like thirty one percent three point shooter, <laughs> which means he's going to make one of three, and they I mean, got him three, come- and he didn't make any of them. It still comes down to the fact that this team just doesn't have anybody. We've talked about it from the beginning of the year. Like we, there's just nobody that warrants that like 35 minutes on the on the floor that can you know they can well, shoot you. Out. There's no one person on this team that can shoot you out of a bad night. It just there's no one well, there. They, I mean, I wouldn't say that because Davenport and DeJulius have done that. I'm just talking like, at, at different times, not at different times, there's not, there's not one guy you can go. There's like, they can't so, clearly like tonight. They could not turn to Davenport and say, please like will us into yeah. winning this game. So this was the problem we knew coming into tonight. 
and and Brent wrote about this in the in the pregame article on BearcatJournal.com. Temple has a ton more length than Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's ultimate issue right now. Are you gonna swing that, Ed? Like what, what's going on? Why are you why are you turning into Casey Jones right now? Put the bat down. Okay, my bad. Relax, Joe Clark. Baseball. Is, it, is, is Jeff the only one that got that? Why did Ed just say baseball? Because he wants to be on the uke. <laughs> Stab you, Ed. Um, <laughs> teams that have a ton of length on the perimeter are going to give Cincinnati problems because right now it's Mike Saunders, David Julius, and Mike Adams-Woods. Those aren't guys with great length, and length really bothers them. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, what we saw tonight because Temple was longer and had the ability to give Cincinnati fits when it came to trying to get downhill, trying to get into the lane, trying to create. And when they did get downhill, get in the lane and create and kick out for open threes, they missed almost every shot. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, Madison was missing all kinds of threes. Madison, yeah. You know, Mason Madison. God. I hate I mean, when... Uh, I hate... Uh, the other one was like, uh, David DeJulius is relying on that step back. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, have you? Did you not watch any of the past three games for Cincinnati? It, it, do, it does make me very upset when I feel like announcers don't do any... Any, homework any, at all pre, any pregame like research whatsoever how, how do who you did more research game? the announcers or aaron Rodgers against the 49ers Ed. sorry it annoys the shit out of me when you when like you know I, i'm calling a cincinnati game on tuesday night i should spend the next or at some point, I should take a four-hour window and, and take a look game. at what and watch a game or watch what Cincinnati has done well. Watch a cut-up. You work for ESPN. Uh, can you send me a cut-up on the top four players from Cincinnati? Or don't they have like assistants, like production assistants, who do this for them? Like, like do all the research for them and say, "Here's the information. Just read it." Over well, yeah, but no, it. you need to do that research to be ready. All right. Like if you've called a game before, somebody in your ear isn't going to be able to tell you David Julius has been stepping people back. Why do you think he got multiple threes where he went to the foul line? It was because Temple knew from watching the video that his step back jumper was hot. So Temple was over extending on his step back and Julius would step back and just and wait then- for the guy to jump into him. And then go. Throw it up. Yeah, and go to the line for three. I mean, it is easier now, like, obviously, than ever before. Because if you look, like, UC puts together a highlight, a little reel of every game. So if you're going to call a UC game, go to their YouTube page and watch the highlights of maybe, like, the last, like, three, four games. Even Why were even, they good? Why, even what, night- what did they do that, that went well? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do that, like, if I was going to call a game, 
in let's say that we're playing Houston, I would go to Houston's YouTube page. That would be the first place I go right? as, as you know, a millennial would go right to Houston's YouTube page and say Houston basketball highlights. And then I would watch the highlights from maybe the last like three, four games. Even and, a ninety second ticky tock. Oh, even a ticky tock. Maybe I would watch one of those. I mean, just if if anything else, so that I didn't call somebody, you know, by some crazy pronunciation of their name that right? you know is very easily read off of a piece of paper. Why do you think We're we call him Cobble? A do a do. That's that's the double A highway right there. Why we call him a do a do? Because no one knows whether it's a do. Or whether it's a no. I mean, we all know that it's actually a do because Chris Lepore, at the very beginning of the season, made sure to put it on Twitter like, this is what you call him. I know. But but, 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 no, but nobody con- else gets it, They continue right? to refer to him by other names. Like, just uh, – they have access to the players before the game, correct? In some capacity. To at least ask them how to pronounce your – or, or to, to ask somebody on the staff, how do you pronounce yeah. this name, this name, this name, this name? And behind baseball, I mean, um, Terry Terry Nelson. When we had that, uh, who did we have to play um, when when Houston canceled? I don't know why you led that off with behind baseball. Well, because I'm just saying that he even on the broadcast let us into he did all his research the night before, and then for Houston or whoever it was we we're supposed to play, and then had to redo research hours before the game on the new team. I don't remember who it was. Somebody in Ohio. We didn't make up. There was not a game that replaced. Oh, it was. Um, it was the replacement game. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't Houston then. It was uh, crap. The D, the school from up in Ohio. Yeah. I can't think of the name. The D2 school or whatever. D, D3, whatever it was. But I'm just saying, he, he said on the broadcast, I did all my research last night for this team. And now said team has showed up. And I had to do an hour before, you know. I mean, so we even know our guys are doing the research. So why aren't yeah. these national guys doing research? If you Na- national's probably stressed care about uh, any stress. of this. I just want to point that out. And I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight because I get to watch the game because ESPN. Thank you. You don't have a fight in the dog either. That's it's that's cutting corners on cable. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not cutting corners on cable. I switched to a different cable provider because we have a Cincinnati podcast, and I didn't get to watch a single Reds game last year. Okay, I got the, the Reds don't games. play in January and shut February, up, Jeff. Yeah. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> it was time to make a change, and I said, okay, let's do some research. Okay, I have the ESPN app, ESPN Plus. I pay for that subscription. I'll be able to watch my Bearcats football and basketball. Right. Okay, this package over here has Bali Sports. I'll be able to watch that. This is going to be great. I'm all set. And then last week, 9 o'clock at night, get ready to watch a game. Not so and great. Not so great because apparently the ESPN app doesn't show all the games. If you want to watch teams like NKU or uh, some other crappy teams, then you can go ahead and watch those games. But if you want to watch a game that's on ESPN, and I told the guy, I was like, listen, this is, I'm not saying the Bearcats are the best team on right now, but they're a decent team. They're I better this, than NKU. I hope this is how this actual conversation with the. It's absolutely the, what I told the dude. Absolutely <laughs> what I told the dude. And he, his response to me was, well, the ESPN Plus app isn't for watching games. Now, if you want to watch things like Peyton's Place, 
And I said, so I can't watch, I can't watch a decent basketball game right now because you don't, because you put on ESPNU. He goes, yes, but you can watch Peyton's place. And I said, stop telling me to watch Peyton's place. We all know that Eli is the better Manning brother. Whoa. He agreed. And then he I, hung up I, on me. I agree. How did he agree? Did he say, you right, you right? He said, well, we can agree on that. But anyways, don't get the ESPN Plus app expecting to be able to watch every UC game. Also, also I mean, don't, get, don't, 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 get, don't get the ESPN Plus app expecting to be able to watch ESPNU because you won't buy the higher cable tier package. Also, to get no, ESPNU. No, don't say cable because you got Cincinnati Bell my way, and that's where everything went wrong. Yeah. It's it had everything way. I wanted. It's their way. It did not have everything you wanted. Apparently, it didn't have ESPNU. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the big issue that we're running into here. Ed. So I can't watch. My favorite is the, the games kick off, and Ed sends the same message. Oh, I guess I can't watch this one either. I'm gonna have to listen to Dan Horde. Like that's a bad trade off. You until thirty minutes before the game started. Place it is. <laughs> How is episode one of Peyton's place, Ed? Watch it. Or I mean, did I watch can, the man in the arena? Right all, you can watch all the thirty for thirties on there, and there's some really good ones. I have yeah, watched. 30 30 I have watched the uh, like the. All right. Well, then, and then oh, so hold on. <laughs> so then, so then the guy says, "Well, sir, after the game, a nine o'clock game, after the game, ten minutes after the game, you can watch the game." I said, there you go. "I'm gonna know the outcome." You should have said Twitter. You wouldn't have known the outcome. I said, should you tell me not to get on Twitter for two hours? Chad, I'm totally with you on this. I'm totally with you on this. What if I told you, Ed? Uh, What if I told you, Ed, that when you signed up for Cincinnati Bell my way, you wouldn't be able to watch the Cincinnati Bearcats lose to Temple tonight? You wouldn't be able to watch them go nine minutes without a shot being made into the basket. It was hard to even watch it on ESPNU because it was such a bad broadcast. I can't watch the East Carolina game on Sunday. Uh, I will be able to watch Memphis, Houston, um, South Florida, Tulsa. Uh, I'll be able to watch every game until we get to UCF. So most most importantly, you'll be able to watch the games with the throwback uniforms. Okay, that is the – Jeff, thank you for the glass half full. I do want to throw out there that uh, Home Field Apparel, uh, you can still go to their website. Snatch my wallet. And, and and snatch up some pretty sweet gear. Uh, I don't know if the Bearcat Journal code still works for any any kind of discount. It yeah. does as long as you've not used it. If you haven't used it yet, you can still use Bearcat Journal for fifteen percent off. Uh, I suggest doing that, uh, buying at least three pieces of gear, uh, so that you can too. keep so you can keep your bill over a hundred bucks, and then you're not paying hey, any shipping. You get the two hoodies and a T-shirt, and you're. I did, a hoodie, I did a hoodie and two t-shirts. Well, and... I'm sorry. I did a. I, I'm, there was only one hoodie. I did the hoodie and and I like the, the crew neck. The crew neck. The crew neck. See, the crew, I, didn't, I didn't go. for the crew neck. So I don't bad. love. I don't love crew necks, but that crew neck. It's fire. It With is. The dunking bear. It needed it a hood. It needed yeah. a hood. I'm, I'm going to be all I the went, way real. It needed a hood. But I went hoodie. I went hoodie. My wife chose just the pretty basic sea paw shirt. I did that one it, too. And then I did um, also just a, the other like dark gray T-shirt with the uh, angry bear cat on it. Ed, Ed are you are you I, mad at Homefield for not being? 
I'm not mad at home field. I know there's a I know there's a problem getting uh, supplies right now. They didn't care. They didn't well, you know, they didn't you know, the bigger fellas, right? Anything in gray, you can get in three X. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I didn't see gray. that. Yeah, you have to get the gray. Man, oh, I wish I would known that the other day. You could have helped us move all the way up into maybe third Ed, place. Use use Michelle's credit card number and her email address to order then, your second order, and then you and can then use you get journal. then you use Bearcat Journal. Yeah, I got the. Uh, I got the uh, I got two of the women's medium tank tops, and I can't wait to. I can't wait to see Chad. In a, I got the same thing. And a, a women's medium tank top taking photos <laughs> on the sideline at yeah. higher ground next year. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. And those are those are like low cut too. So yeah, they look pretty good. I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing. All uh, right, I'll be like, "There's Chad right there." Bam. Ed. Yes. First off, 60 seconds? I'm a, before we even get to 60 whoa, seconds. Whoa, whoa, time out. Did you just say you don't have no. 60 seconds? Ed! I think we know why. Wait, wait, wait. I think we know why. Ed, why Why don't you have your 60 seconds this week? Is it because you bought an Oculus? Oh, yeah. What happened with that, Ed? Have you yeah. been spending a lot of time in VR world? So, you, wait, I, wait, wait. Did you throw up? So, okay. Let's replace 60 seconds, Ed, with Ed. Did you fall Ed? over? With Ed's first VR experience, are we ready to do that now? Yeah, well, let's do. We're it right already now. there. Go ahead. Go ahead what Ed. time is it? Hold on, I gotta mark this. No, one. we're not. No, we're you not don't get sixty it. seconds. We're gonna make fun of you until we're done making fun of you. So yeah, go, go ahead, on. Ed. All right. Start. So Monday nights usually my night to watch the wrestling. All right. Um, but last night I I had just got the new Oculus Quest and I wanted to give it a shot. Um. So the two, right, the Oculus Quest. Oculus two, Quest right? Two. Yeah. The wife right. and I just decided to purchase it. Um, Winter Horizons, which is the metaverse where you have to interact with people. Um, put the headset on. I'm in there. I, I create my avatar and everything. So I'm a dude with a backwards hat. I got a beard, red beard. It looks great. It kind of looks does like it, you. To be honest. I was going to say, does it look like you? Or yeah, is it kind of looks not, like, like Isn't that you, the point? Like, like, if Snapchat could figure it out, why couldn't Facebook? Yeah. I mean, it's not, It it's it's definitely not M, uh, NBA 2K. Ed. All right. So um, I've seen you. You have nine foot wingspan on yeah, nba not, 2k that doesn't make yeah, sense yeah. move on it's so got a lot of length i walk into <laughs> venues because in venues is where you can see like concerts and wrestling matches wrestling matches um and then i also signed up to watch houston versus the warriors in vr on That's sunday night what we're talking about right now so that'd be nice what happened when you first so, step foot into soon, the metaverse go on as soon as i step foot into the metaverse as soon as i step into the venue a kid some kid comes up, slaps the shit out of me twice. <laughs> Time out. What did he laps? I'm, I'm not what? in the metaverse for more no. than 10 seconds. What did he say to you, Ed? Yo, bitch, can you fight? <laughs> and then he smacked you in the face. What did you say back, Ed? Did you just walk away? He couldn't. Because he couldn't figure out how to work the hands. I Well, I was still trying to figure out how to work the hands. And I said, well, this is, this is interesting. Um... I'm not trying to fight anybody, but yes, I can fight. And he said, all right, we're going to go fight this girl. And I said, now nah, we're good. And he said, no, I mean, not in real life. And I was like, I'm good. And I left. I left. You just you got, got out of the metaverse at that point? Yeah, I didn't leave the metaverse. I just left him. At what point did you throw up? Okay, yeah, when did you so, throw up? So then later on, I go into Horizons Spaces. And that's where you can play games with people. All right. It's different. There's a comedy club. I think you can play poker with people. It's pretty cool. I go in there and I change it from teleportation mode to glide mode. 
So instead of your guy, like, boom, boom, he glides into his spots, all right? I'm up there throwing paper airplanes through boxes. I'm thinking about checking out this comedy show. I'm giving people knuckles. I'm giving people thumbs ups. Throw your hands in the air and there's confetti. It's pretty it's pretty awesome, actually. If anybody wants to join me in the metaverse, it's two chin sensei, just like the... Not if like you're the, throwing up. So apparently in glide mode, uh, it messes with you a little bit. Did, did, were you audibly throwing up on in the metaverse? No. I got the headset off a good 15 seconds, 20 seconds before I made it to the restroom and there was the re- it was much like did you, did, did much you get like the spins? did you get the spins real bad? Yeah. Were you also much, drinking while you no, were doing this? No. It was much uh, like when I when I ate all this You should say yeah, you should have said yes, I was drinking. Well, no, it was just the first time in I, the metaverse. I, I, I'll give Ed I'll give Ed credit when you do when you're in the when you're playing VR and your body is moving in VR but like you're not moving in real life it will mess you up like re- it throws your equilibrium off real bad because i watched I know, half a wrestling you match tell people you were drinking so it doesn't sound as bad eh. so i watched half like a wrestling match puked. so you know it's not like the guy who puked doing VR <laughs> i watched half a wrestling match a couple songs from a Guns N' Roses concert and then uh, i think Travis Scott concert was on there too Ed. Um, I checked that out for a little bit, and I felt fine. This but as soon quick- as I started throwing paper airplanes, it was this, this is quickly becoming your thing. You know, nine conies in a puke, a VR in a puke, fifteen like, minutes in a VR in a puke. Does Sean Casey want to meet me in the metaverse? No, he's no, actually not he avoiding you that, at all probably, costs. That probably was Sean Casey, and he was like, "You want to fight, bitch?" And, then, <laughs> and he smacked you in the side he's of the head. The shit out of you, right? No. Besides the kid who slapped, slapped me right when I came in, there were some really nice people in the metaverse. There was a group of people that were chatting, and they are about to take a selfie, and they invited me in for the selfie, so I, I got in on the selfie. Don't know how to get the picture from them, but I'm in on that selfie, so people have a selfie. selfie. I feel like Ed found himself into a, a sexual club, and, and they didn't <laughs> want to share the picture. Not what happened. He, he doesn't want to say what kind of Some group real, he was in. <laughs> you and your accusations. First, it's a drone. Now it's a club. I, I need that. Stop. I mean, I was weird. Things are happening. You were in a swingers club in the metaverse, weren't you? <laughs> no. like, hey, All right. Guys, my name's Ed. Do you want to hear sixty seconds of AEW? <laughs> so for WWF? so for the most confused guy in the metaverse, Ed Mayhall, and for Jeff Howell. Chad Brendel, thank you for hopping in and, and giving us that Bearcat insight. And just, I, I was being challenged. I didn't even know it. I mean, that, that was the best part. You can go back and listen. Uh, you can subscribe at <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to put this out here because it's at the end of the show. Can we get a lot of thumbs ups? If you're listening to the show, hit the thumbs up button. It only takes a second. Just do it. Smash that like Thumb- button. We just want to know up. that people like what we're doing. Hit at the end up. of the day, I mean, make fun of Ed in the comments or something. Please, and, you know, he's a puker. Let's go. Let's join go. me. Let's, join let's me in the metaverse. The up button. Ed, Ed, drop your gamer tag so they can join you in the metaverse. Well, that's what it is. It's two chin Cincy, okay. just like my Twitter page. Okay, there you go. Just like his face. Join me in the metaverse. So that is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. <laughs> Don't act like that's not why you actually picked that name. Come on, man. Um. <laughs> So that is another episode of Part in the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith. Again, for my friends, Chad Brendel, Jeff Howell, Big 12 Ed, 
at Two Chin Cincy in the metaverse. We're glad you joined us. We don't know why you did, but we're happy you did. I'm thinking I, I I have to go get Oculus now to join Ed in the metaverse. Oh, Chad, the, the Oculus. Oh, is a, can you imagine great Chad in the metaverse? It's a great Slap bitch, you want to fight? <laughs> we'll see you next week. That was I'm part of the punctuation. <laughs> that was part of the punctuation. We'll see you next week. Good lord. Come on. <laughs>